What's up, y'all? And welcome to Throw Blacks, where myself, J5, and Josh P, as well as MC, talk about some of these classic, legendary albums, hip-hop, rock, of course, and anything <laughs> else in music. Thank you guys for listening, and we're back. What's going on, Josh? Man, back again. Yeah. Uh, very pivotal album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like mean... It, well, it's funny. Well, we'll get into it, but I think this album... Um, it's controversial amongst a lot of hip hop fans. Yes, and I'm here to I'm here to defend it, but also talk about why I understand why people feel the way that they do about the album. And yeah. of course, the album we're talking about is the Carter Four, an album that I feel like is like in some ways overhated, but also like kind of underloved. How the different well. over over uh, over the hill? That's what I have for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over the hill album and it's funny because like all the great artists have this album in their catalog yeah. where it's like you're just past your prime yes. but it's like it's well received commercially but critically it's just like all right it's panned yeah yeah and that's yeah. that's exactly how i feel about this album like yeah. i have no love for this album jesus okay no this, love this is about to be good <laughs> this is about to be a good one of course uh carter four uh you know is is an album that was released in uh august 28th uh, 2011. Uh, so it's been like a decade since it's come out, which s- seems crazy to me that it's been so long since this album dropped. Not long enough. <laughs> but it was also it was pivotal for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them being the fact that it was really like a new day in rap that was like starting to come up. And That's exactly what it was. And uh, and we'll talk about a lot of that as we go through it. But before, as always, in Throwblacks, before we get to the album, we got to go all the way back in time. We got to go all the way back. To the year of 2008 uh when lil wayne was on top of the world and it's crazy you you mentioned this earlier too josh how he was over the hill over the hill shouldn't be four years <laughs> or, or three years i like, mean <laughs> he was on top of the world but that also that literally he was on top of the world so it's yeah. like you know uh, a jail stint and i don't know as a one album he had 2008 was card of three card of three then he had like three albums. Yeah, it was th- albums that. in between that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a rock album in between. There yeah. was an experimental rock album. So it's like, yeah, he was just done it all. He was trying new shit. And he came back to the rap shit after the jail stint. It was just like, eh. What's going on? But he had guy? good pieces around him. And it, it made sense. Yeah. He was an introduction of Drake. Um, and it, it wasn't even that so much it was an introduction. But Drake was like really there. Like I, I even hear... I don't feel like Drake wrote rhymes, but I definitely feel like he inspired. Influence. Yeah, his influence was definitely there. I mean, of course, with She Will, that was yeah. a Drake record, pretty yeah. much. But there's other bars and just other songs on the, on the album. I'm like, uh, Drake might have touched this or at least been in the room. So before Drake was in the room, Lil Wayne was making himself a household name in 2008. Did you did you guys like realize that he had never done a late night TV show performance before Carter three. Like no one had ever even seen him on late night TV on the CBS's and NBC's and ABC's. It makes sense. Really? Honestly, late night TV used to be very scarce for rap artists back mm-hmm. in the day. Now it's like, you, you got the earth norm. gang, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> on a yeah. random Tuesday. But back in the day, it was only reserved for like the superstars. Yeah. And I can see Wayne taking a little bit of time to get to that point. Yeah. They mentioned that uh, several places, MC. Um, I, I think it was, it was, it was a passing mention of it in the Carter three documentary, how it was like his first time doing a bunch of things. And that's why he was, he was doing so many shows at that time. He was overseas. It was like his first time going overseas to, mm-hmm. to that measure during Carter three's release and, and you know, the release window of that album. And I can remember like, a lot of people, like, black people knew who Lil Wayne was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, people, black people knew who the Hot Boys were. Yeah. But I'll I just to your point when you said that, I was like, 
Do people overseas know who the Hot Boys were? Exactly. Like, were they bumping 400 degrees? I don't, no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was it was crazy because Lil Wayne, to a lot of people, came out of nowhere. But to to us, Carter Three was inevitable because we were listening to the hype for it. We listened to the mixtapes, Dedication mm-hmm. 2, um, the Drow, all of that in preparation for the Carter Three, it drops. And I think, to me, and would you agree, Josh, like, Carter Three is kind of critic-proof to me. Like, I feel like, regardless of what people feel about that album... It's still a monumental, iconic album just for the time period that it was. That was the album of the summer. Oh yeah, no, I I think Carter Three is flawless. I think it 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 touched all the bases it was supposed to touch: commercial mm-hmm. success, lyrics, um, street shit, like it just yeah, controversy. Yeah. It just had a lot of different buttons that it pushed, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so you know like that's that's the opus of his of his catalog. Yeah, Car- Carter Two was like okay, Wayne, like we yeah. we this kid's here. Carter Three was like, nah, like superstar. He's, yes, without a doubt, superstar rap god. Because I feel like with the Carter Two, Carter Three argument, right? The argument is always it's not better than Carter Two because he was really rapping on Carter Two, and I argue that Carter Three he was really rapping too. Yeah, he just wasn't rapping the way that people that that was kind of like acceptable at that time. People really loved like the New York cadence, and I feel like a lot of East Coast rap fans were still holding on to east coast rap for as much as they, or well, as long as they could that's the thing i think he trained like that's when he figured it out like mm-hmm. carter 2 was him doing his east coast shit yeah carter 3 was like i'm taking that east coast shit bringing my new orleans shit and i'm taking this shit to the center stage yeah and it just worked man i think and, and not even just the new orleans shit either it was like the the rock influences mm-hmm. and the r&b influences and the auto-tune like he just brought it all together mm-hmm. and was like yo like i'm about to make the best rap album of this period yeah and that's what he did and and i mean from from there i mean it was it was all over the place like, were, you, were you in florida at that point mc or was it you were still yep i was 16 in 2007 and 2007 felt monumental to me, even through the Carter Three bootlegs, even through those records that we had. So by the time the 2008 came, and the whole world felt like it was anticipating this, I was 17 years old waiting for the Carter Three. Shit, yeah. It, and and again, after Carter Three, it's Lil Wayne mania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone fucking loves Lil Wayne, and you, uh, people got to re- realize that a large part of Lil Wayne's rise to stardom and superstardom at this point um, was the fact that there was a a big gap in rap at that point jay-z was gone uh he would do a couple verses a year at that point um this is right before he well well well, like he did kingdom come at that point kingdom come and come out but even that Uh, was like kingdom come came out and he went back into hiding yeah yeah it it was like it wasn't the same like we would get american gangster later that i believe later that year in 08 i I think right like or was that 07 too might have been end of 07 let me double check that but i believe it was end of 07 getting ready for the american gangster movie yeah so like we were getting things because again Lil wayne pops up on american gangster so it was like there was that kind of competition that few best rapper alive things going on mm-hmm. but i think largely i think people have felt like people had moved on from jay-z at that point and Lil wayne was the next guy up and then you had your ti's and you had everyone else kind of following and, and it was really the south world and wayne was leading that even though he said he didn't want to be the king of the south that was a big argument back in the day. Well, I think that was just a respect thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be king of the South. I want to be the best rapper alive. Right. <laughs> Everybody had their little thing, and that, that was his. T.I. was like, okay, as long as you don't say you're the king, I don't want to do that. T.I. was going through his own issues with Ludacris and all that shit at the time, and guns. But um, after <laughs> Carter Three, uh, like I said, Lil Wayne mania, but also he did not stop working. He had, a, he had the biggest, highest charting uh, highest selling album of the year at that point and he's still putting out mixtapes so he puts out dedication three mm-hmm. y'all remember dedication three that came out toward the end of the year Man. in 08 no nah, dedication three was amazing that, that's probably I might, over two 
I don't know. Dedication three is good though, because that's just when that had Dick Pleaser on there. Yes, right? come on. It that's was a, it, and classic. The, the, the the way Rippers did that back in the day, right? Because the the pause era was so big at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the actual song on a lot of ripped copies of Dedication three was Thingy Pleaser because no one wanted to I've type never out seen Dick Thingy. That's funny. <laughs> You've never seen Thingy Pleaser? Did you have Thingy Pleaser on yours? Uh, thingy, <laughs> I think Thingy Pleaser was on Ill Roots. I think Thingy Pleaser I was on saw Ill Roots. Dick Pleaser, but oh, that's nasty. Yeah, hey, it's about a woman. <laughs> We gotta get some Can't pause t- doctrine. <laughs> Can't type it though. Think about it. it the, the pause, like, because because when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is thingy pleaser?" And then you realize, <laughs> I realized years down the line that on the um, they, they I, I saw the back the the backliner for for um dedication three, mm-hmm. like they got released with mixtapes. It was D, it was well on, on the drama version. It was D star 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 yeah, pleaser. Yeah. But like I was like, who the fuck put? I was like, oh, these fucking white dudes in in Idaho put thingy pleaser on the on the on the shit. But but uh, dedication three was was a monumental tape for Wayne because people don't remember this. He he's barely on it. It's a lot of young oh, money yeah. members on it. Yeah, it's a young money dedication. Yeah, exactly. But I still like that. It's like the the, the record of Nicki Minaj was crazy. Really good. Like he had, like he introduced him the right way. It, that tape made me think Young Money was gonna be some shit. Gotta gotta sounded good. Like it was some, it was some good verses for some some subpar rappers. Uh, Wayne mm-hmm. uh, Drake, of course, is all over it. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing is, is that you start to see these these personalities bubble to the to the top. Um, and especially on Dedication Three, I think Drake is on the stunt like me uh freestyle on there mm-hmm. and that was when yes. i was kind of like this guy's he he could be good because i thought he was corny i'm not gonna lie like i had been listening to some of his stuff before that and i was like i don't know how this Lil wayne thing's gonna shake out because it's almost like you know how we thought kanye being on rockefeller was weird yeah. i thought drake being on young money and cash money was even weirder because it was just like yo what the fuck is that's what i knew it was really? gonna work I, I knew that was gonna work i was a drake fan from the jump like i was listening to, to comeback season and I was listening to the tape he had with Nicholas F. And wow. I was just really all in on Drake early. <laughs> so then when the Drake or when the Lil Wayne shit happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's up. Yeah. It's up. And then he just started coming in with the hits. Like, you understand, he he gave Birdman that one record. Yeah. Um, Money to Blow. Yeah, Money to Blow. Mm-hmm. It was a couple records that he had that was like his songs that ended up being like Young Money songs. I'm like, oh, he giving them the sauce. Like, it was very much reminding me of Kanye coming to Rockefeller. So, um. I was yeah. When Dedication Three came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's arrived." Red Champagne. Yeah. What what I want to know from from the two of you, and we could get this over with today. I want to rank the Dedication projects, huh? Because okay. I, I are we counting four? <laughs> I don't even count after three. <laughs> so just, you don't count. Four has a bad rap. Four, I mean, technically bad raps, and it gets a bad rap. Wayne. Here's my thing with Lil Wayne, and I think I think we really gotta we gotta bring this up before we get to, even get the Carter Four. There's a lot of arguables with Lil Wayne. I feel like, like you see right now, Mark's trying to argue for Dedication 4, or we be like, fuck that. I'm going to argue for Carter, Carter 4 later. There's a lot of, like, his discography is so interesting because you can debate and argue a lot of it because there's no clear consensus on what's the best out of anything yeah. that he does. I mean, I, well, on the mixtape front, on Dedication at least, it goes in order. It's like, <laughs> it was 1, 2, and 3 for me. I think I'm, um, I think I'm 2, 1, 3. Dedication I'm not mad at that, though. Dedication to I was in college when both one and two came out. Okay, so that was mm-hmm. crazy to experience, especially like it was it was what my sophomore year, a uh, sophomore junior year when Dedication two came out. 
um and having the the tennis freestyle uh come out and that was crazy the old uh, the old i think they like me freestyle mm-hmm. coming out and that was crazy these were the songs that were the zeitgeist of where we was at in the south at that point and he just mm-hmm. took those songs but then like card uh dedication one has you gonna love me freestyle remember the backwoods yeah no you understand so like dedication one had i remember dedication one because it was a squad up tapes yeah and it took a bunch of squad up songs and, and put, put it on that and that's why i was like oh shit i'd already been listening to squad up then he came with dedication one i'm like yeah. how did he take these niggas off and make it better it was crazy <laughs> it was like oh shit like it gave me the total the complete opposite of what dedication yeah. three gave for me so dedication one also has one of the best wayne talking skits where he says uh yeah ways were funny time excellent he like it was just like that was Wayne's coming of age. It was yeah. like, oh shit, like Wayne's actually got a cool personality. Right. Like he's just a cool rap guy. Yeah. Like he's not just a rapper, like the little hot boy guy. And a personality that we had never seen before yeah. at that point. It yeah. was really like you people say rock star and everyone's a rock star now. Like he actually felt like one. Yeah. I mean, I would argue he still feels like one today. Oh, absolutely. As far as how aloof he is about everything in the world. But like Man. that like Everything about that was his personality, especially on the first one. But then even enhancing the second one. Second uh, one got some shit, though. I ain't go front because I had canon. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that one. Yeah, like that's come on. <laughs> no other at the end. Jesus, mm. man. Like the way that they hyped up the dedication freestyle in the intro and then drama's like, nah, I'm not. This is also be real. One of drama's best performances as a DJ and a, a sequencer, producer, mm. yep. uh, talking head, all of that on there. It's either that or, or Trapper Die to Me. Chopper dies it. I, I honestly, I'll give it Chopper die. Drama and Jeezy together, yeah, are motherfucking. I don't. They're like unstoppable. <laughs> they like just the, the combination of him talking shit, Jeezy, yeah. Jeezy talking shit. Yeah. It's just so good to me. But I agree, this was one of his better performances. Yeah, for sure. I think this might have been when we got first. Was Drama F Kennedy on this one? I think it was Drama right. F Kennedy on this one. Yeah, yeah. This might have been <laughs> the first one. Drama F Kennedy one. So yeah, shout out to Drama. Um, man, look how far he's taken now. He got a Grammy off of I know, shit. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's legendary. That's hip hop history for, yeah. for sure. Like, he 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 belongs in that pantheon of like great DJs, not just for like the mixing and scratching aspect of it, but the actual hosting and moving the crowd yeah. aspect of it. Like, and and great friend and executive because he put mm-hmm. a lot of Dark Man and Willie the Kid on every single gangster group. How did Wayne not say what? Who the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> like, how did anyone? He was on every sick. They were on every single gangster group. Willie the Kid was on Canon, and I was just like, I mean, now we skip the part. But he honestly, was Willie there. wasn't that bad at the time. It was like, oh yeah. shit, oh. a lot of Dark Man was over the hill. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's funny because Anwar was a big lot of Dark Man fan. We like we actually met him Wasn't one time. Was he hanging with Wu Tang? Yeah, he was like a little. Yeah. He was like a Wu Tang youngin. Yeah, and then he became a Gangsta Girls Odin on Southern. <laughs> it's like, what's this old man coming in here? MC, what's your what is your dedication rankings? Two had such a domination on high school. Come on. Just literally everybody on high school. Come I don't on. know if I can go against two, especially with the tapes that we're preparing for streaming. I think drama is going to start off with two, and that should tell you something. This needs mm. to be shown for all different generations first. Not to say that they probably won't try with D1. I would like them to try with D1. It's going to be hard to clear, but I'd probably go 2-1. Like you said, one is so huge at the time because it's the time that Wayne is kind of rolling in his mind. Should I flirt? Should I, should I flirt back with Rockefeller? Should I join the rock? Yeah, and he's like, ah, uh, Birdman showed me a check, and I was like, <laughs> 
<laughs> that shit was cla- like again. I think the one got better interludes. Two to me got better songs, hmm. and I, I that's that's where I stand with it because you still got walk it off. I'm a good looking rapper. I ain't trying to stunt. Yeah, I'm a good looking rapper. I ain't trying to front. You know what I mean? Then you also have uh, you got popping them bottles freestyle. You got uh, sh- there's a bunch of shit on here. Oh fuck, uh, working them, working them, yeah. working them. Come on, man. Yeah, that's why your pitch- honestly <laughs> and Georgia Bush is, is classic. classic. I'm I sorry, like, that's- I feel like Georgia Bush. He should have just took that instrumental and put it on albums. Yeah, like, that was on um, who was that instrumental? That was originally Georgia. Feel Mob, Feel Mob, Feel Mob. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, Georgia Bush. Like <laughs> the way he just put that put that fucking ad on in there again. It felt like it was the beginning of something great. Three was kind of more of an introduction, but again, like when you get to Thingy Pleaser, you're, like I, I I ran Thingy Pleaser back, man, that's a six classic. times the first night that shit came out. I was just like, I didn't I didn't get further than that that first day that Dedication Three came out. One of the best uh, Lil Wayne performances, but Jay Mills needs to be uh, chaperoned for his verse on that on that song. That's that's comedy. Uh, Jay Mills, honestly, I wasn't like you understand. I have so many good memories with that album that I just accepted it all. Like I <laughs> like, just that was like a super like a prime high school album for me. Yeah, I was riding around like the homie had his whip. We was riding around with bitches. It was just screaming <laughs> that shit at the top of our lungs. Like it was just that was one of them records that you just play it over and over again. Then you yeah. go to the party, you hear it again. It's, it's like oh same shit, same reaction. Yeah, same reaction. I haven't heard I haven't heard that song in a really long time. I'm, I might run that today. But Jay Mill, like, I mean, I mean, really, the makeup of Young Money and the ain't way I? that it built, ain't I? Oh, yeah, that was on there. Too. They went crazy on ain't I? <laughs> that was on there too. Oh my god! Man, I, I got to run three back. I just remember the lowlights more yeah, than like the highlights of three, and it's easy to remember that because now we have yep. we have a built-in kind of aversion to a lot of Young Money. But at the time, it was Lil Twist, it was Gutta Gutta, it was Drake, it was Nicki, it was Tyga. If you can believe, mm-hmm. if you can believe that, it was Chanel. Not Chanel West Coast, but Chanel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and much better Chanel. <laughs> much better Chanel, of course. And that was really like the makeup of it. And then going into 2009, Birdman promises that we are going to get Carter Four, we are going to get Rebirth, <laughs> which which was at that point supposed to be like a remix album to everything in Carter Three. It was supposed to be kind of like the addendum to the Carter Three at that mm. point. And then we were going to get I Am Not a Human Being, and that was all going to come out. Obviously, knowing Cash While Money. He's in jail. Knowing, knowing Lil Wayne, none of that happens in 2009. But what I want to talk about more before we actually get to Lil Wayne's legal issues is Drake and Nicki Minaj in 2009 getting on their grind. And that was, to me, the most uh, important part of that of that year because you got Nicki's uh, big mixtape that came out and also So Far Gone. Mm-hmm. On two different ends of the spectrum in terms of artistry and what they were trying to do, but also showing that Lil Wayne kind of has like a, a, a talent factory over there. Yeah, no, they they had it figured out, and I think it's it's funny to think that those two meteoric rises happen at the same time. Absolutely, like now you look at the rap game, you're like, damn, Nicki Minaj and and Drake were like grinding, and, yeah. and got to the point that they're at now. It's just crazy to think about in hindsight. They were opening concerts. Yeah, like it's really crazy <laughs> to think about. But um, but yeah, no, I just showed that Wayne had an eye for talent, and like, I mean, you can't even look around. Like, okay, gutta gutta didn't do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Jay Mills didn't do what he's supposed to do, but I mean, look at Tiger. Yeah, <laughs> look at like Tiger's actually a successful rapper at this point. He still is in the game, still putting out records on a tour, a national tour with YG right now. He's he's got his own like uh he's got his own DoorDash thing too. Have you ever seen his uh his ghost his ghost kitchen restaurant? I haven't seen it. 
It's like uh, he sells like burgers and shit out of it. He got his own OnlyFans too, so he's just, <laughs> he got he's a, quite a businessman. But um, but yeah, no, I just it's, Wayne really put his had his foot in in the the A and R development mm-hmm. lane. And shout out to what he's done. Um, you know, he he created two of the biggest rappers in the game. And what's what's great about it, and and a lot that can, that can be said about his A and R shit, but also just his leadership is that. He let them do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was important because you had an artist who largely was able to do the same thing. Yep. And then he looked at Drake and even Birdman. Because like Birdman could have been like, no, I want you to make songs that are like this. Yeah. Nothing coming out of Cash Money sounded anything like what Nicki was doing or what Drake was doing at the time. And it was it ushered in a new era. I, I almost wonder what people in New Orleans thought about that shit. Yeah. They, I mean, I never. It's funny. Like who? Who are the New Orleans artists? I mean, I gotta gotta. I gutta, guess, gutta, yeah. but who else was signed to, to Cash Money and was a New Orleans artist after like after Wayne, post Wayne? It wasn't uh, really too many. There wasn't a lot, but I mean, yeah. there were there were obviously some in the game, but but again, like none none as prolific or like huge as when like NBA came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, there wasn't really anybody until then, unless I'm like being disrespectful. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anyone. I mean. By the time that all this happened, by the time that all this happened, Boosie and Webby were already legends. So I wouldn't. Yeah. And that's Baton Rouge more than this New Orleans. I think. Oh, yeah. specifically I was thinking, New Orleans. I was just yes. thinking about just like Cash Money having artists post Wayne that were New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Louisiana artists. They didn't really have that. Yeah. And it, I don't think they ever really looked for that. I think they were just like we, we just looking for people. Yeah, we yeah we on like yeah. they, and they, and they're always about like repping for their home. So it's like again, it was weird, it, not weird, but it was like, interesting to me that like Cash Money found his greatest success. With art, an artist from Canada and an artist yeah. from New York, like I, I thought that that was it's interesting, but also showed that like they had finally become a real record label. Yeah, they had like like actual acts and stars, and it's it's crazy to think of now because I don't think anybody's on Cash Money, but yeah, at no. that point, you know, Birdman is the label now. So <laughs> actually, it's funny they actually do have a couple of new artists coming out. I can't remember the name. One of those guys is from like Jacksonville or something. Oh, okay. I'm blanking on the names right now. That's probably terrible. I mean, it, sorry, Birdman. They went from J Rock to Kevin Rudolph to you know now this. Yeah, where's Kevin Rudolph at? He's still making joints. He's probably a producer or some shit. No or, idea. Or he's working at fucking Publix. But um, All right, you know, I want to get to uh, you know the, the you know Wayne's jail s- sentence and all of that stuff. So I want to. We have to go back to 2007. Hi everyone, Tim Cash here with MTV News. Whether it's on a remix like his recent take on Britney's Gimme More or showing up for a court date, you can always count on Wheezy. At least that's the word from Lil Wayne's lawyer following his arrest Friday night on a felony fugitive charge stemming from a 2006 drug arrest in Atlanta. When the rapper failed to show for two court dates back in August, he was declared a fugitive and a warrant was issued for his arrest, which was executed on Friday. Wheezy spent the night in the Ada County Jail, but was released the following day when his lawyer explained to the judge that Lil Wayne, aka Dwayne Carter Jr., was under the impression that the charges against him had been dismissed. Otherwise, Wayne would have shown up. Wheezy's lawyer told MTV News he's never missed a court date or any professional obligation. That's why Wayne is so bankrupt. On July 27, two, uh, two, 22nd, 2007, Wayne was taken into custody after police saw him and one of his friends smoking weed near his tour bus. And they were subsequently searched and, and taken into custody, obviously. And they found a gun on the tour bus after that search. He was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in marijuana. And and then in 2009, he pled guilty and he received a one-year sentence at Rikers Island, which I forgot he was in Rikers. 
No, I, I remember. And that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure he was in some type of PC. He was in PC, yes. But it's just wild to think. Like, I, I saw some videos of Rikers Island currently. Yeah. That shit looks like motherfucking the project. <laughs> like, they got people. No, you understand. Like, this is a music video. It's on YouTube. Probably on World Star 2. Um, that's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, fucking, they're in there, like, selling weed. Yeah. A, in the video, the dude is, like, they're beating somebody. They got long-ass shanks they showing <laughs> off. Like, shit. it's crazy. I, I just saw this video the other day, and I was like, yo, I will never go to jail in New York. They're literally in there running this shit. The inmates are running an asylum. Absolutely. So to think that Wayne was in that environment, um, one of the biggest hip hop stars at the time, it's just crazy to think of. Yeah. And and more than that, he hates New York to this day because of that charge <laughs> and because of that. Pre- I don't think he visits New York very often. I think he did a show there. Yeah, he just did okay. um on his last tour. He yeah, did a show he, there. He yeah, did. yeah. And it was like one of the it was like the first time in a really long time. Oh, was it it was the L.A. show that people hated, not the New York. Yeah, show. L.A. show is when he um he brought out the new cash of Young Money, <laughs> and they the, the crowd didn't give them the proper respect, and he walked off stage. It's really sad because this is I heard this was like his best tour yet. Yeah, and he didn't even get to do the second half of the tour or the second half of the show, the show. Be, at L.A. because of that. I'm so mad I missed that I missed that shit. But um, he's hated New York since then. Um, and you, you can't do that shit. You can't have a gun in New York. Mm-mm. You can't be smoking weed. I think you can smoke weed there now. I you can. You can now. smoke weed anywhere. I was just out there. It's just crazy. But it, honestly, I thought you, you telling the story made me think about, I saw the hip hop cops. Oh, wow. At the, our show recently. And I was just like, damn, they really got hip hop cops Still. out here. Like this shit, they really come to the hip hop shows looking to arrest somebody. I remember the, this is like super throwback. The game. We gotta do a game album one day too on this because oh, yeah. I, I want to get your your viewpoint of like what was going on at the time with the game. Oh yeah, we could definitely do a documentary. Um, I remember uh, Stop Snitch and Stop Lying game DVD when he was when he had the videos or he had the he was zooming in on the hip hop cops <laughs> mm-hmm. that were following him through through New York. Bro, it's real life. It's really a thing, and it's not like it's some young black dudes. They're yeah. probably about thirty or something, thirty something. But you could tell though, what sneakers were they wearing when you saw? I don't them? even. I can't even remember. But I was just like these niggas is cops. <laughs> They had the little badges hanging too. You could they had cop paraphernalia on. Yeah. I think one of them had like a literally NYPD police jacket on. Jesus. But I was just like, dog, these niggas like they look like some niggas that would be at a hip hop show, but they cops. That's why they say, How do you do, Josh Pease? And you're like, How the <laughs> nah, fuck you know my name? Nah, they ain't come say nothing to me. Shit. <laughs> but um he, he pleads he pleads um he pleads guilty to that. Uh and Wayne during his time in jail, he was kept in PC. Where he wrote rhymes and even a book called Gone to November. Did you guys ever read that? No, I never read yes. it. Yes. Um, Elliot Wilson actually sent me a copy of one, hmm. uh, which is ironic considering everything right now going on with him. Elliot's uh, good, man. Shout out to Elliot. He's a cool guy. He was he, he was cool. He in and dope for sending me sending me that. But um it was an interesting book. There was not much in it, just him like his day to day, like what he ate and shit like that. Like like there there, but I think the most important part of the book is that he admits in one of the chapters that him writing was keeping him from like literally trying to commit suicide in there because he was like, yo, I, I, I don't have, and you could, you could think of it like all of the luxuries that he had before he went in yeah. are all gone. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, even just the probably drug withdrawal was yeah. crazy. So like, he talks about that too. Yeah. I could see, you know, I could see you wanting to be suicidal after something like that. How did, what, what do you, what do you think the psychology is about him? Like stopping doing lean when he's in jail for eight months. And then going right back to it when he gets out. Like, you don't think he got it all out of his system? Nah, you missed that shit, man. Drugs <laughs> are like, uh, you know, I talk to my therapist all the time. And one of the things she says is like, you know, once an addict, always an addict. Wow. And it's like, you're going to always want that. Yeah. And it's like, your willpower to stay away from it is you just 
staying away from it, but yeah. it's like something you're going to always crave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, someone as big as his stature, it's like, okay, I'm back out. I can, I can handle it. I'm gonna go back to it. What was crazy is right before then, right before he goes into jail, he go, I think he goes in like right before or after Halloween. This is actually weeks before or, or weeks after Drake. Remember he tore his ACL on stage? Oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, he, he goes into jail, uh, but the, before that he puts out no ceilings, mm. which is my favorite or at least top three Lil Wayne mixtapes of all time. Okay. Okay. No ceilings is is definitely up there. I, I think that in terms of artistry, if you're saying he he like he hit his peak and he was over the hill in Carter Four, I think this is where his peak was, and he was just like, all right, yeah, I'm no, here. This and then is, it's like, it honestly, like no ceilings is like the last of Lil Wayne. That I really was like, all right, yeah, like he still got it. <laughs> yeah. That was literally the last of it. And then in 2009, uh, Lil Wayne is in for for most of the year. Uh, obviously, you get Rebirth that comes out, accidentally leaks on Amazon. Uh, you you get the you get a bunch of projects that come out from him in between that time, but you also get Nicki Minaj and Drake. Uh, their albums uh come out during that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank Me Later comes out, sells almost uh five hundred thousand copies first week. Nicki Minaj's album comes out that sells around uh I think over three hundred and forty thousand copies first week. We have new stars. Yeah, <laughs> literally, we have we have new rap stars that have that have come literally out of nowhere overnight. I would say like it, they had been grinding for longer, but it looked like they had just became superstars in nine months yeah and i think wayne going to jail you needed that you need him to kind of move out the way a little bit mm-hmm. so the light could shine brighter on the stars are the younger stars and and yeah man it was a pivotal time for that label again um you know drake had been bubbling and it mm-hmm. was like you know like this new guy he's coming and you know he, that first album was damn near flawless except for the, the kanye west stuff kanye west <laughs> came in and was like ah. No, I'm gonna ruin this shit. Yeah, you feel you really like Thank Me Later? I like Thank Me Later. I think that's a great debut album. It's hard for me to get through that one. I I've always been on the mind that I consider Take Care his debut album. I don't even look nah, at Thank Me Later. Thank Me Later is really a good album. Like, and that it, I mean, it definitely is a time capsule for that time. Oh yeah. But I mean, shit, Nicki Minaj's first album is the same. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do people go back and listen? to Was that I feel, uh, Pink Friday? Pink Friday. I feel like I liked Nicki Minaj's album debut a smidge better than I liked Drake's debut. I think Nicki was she knew what she was going for. She was like, I want to make a hip hop album, but I want to have pop sensibilities in it. It was mm. very much yep. like what I feel like Doja did with like Hot Pink. Like the, those albums remind me, and I think Hot Pink really is like a, a, a homage to Pink Friday anyway, just with the 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 visuals and stuff like that. But I think that what Nikki did was like she had like right through me on there, which was like kind of like her pop hit. Mm-hmm. Then she had a uh, moment for life on there, which yeah. was kind of like her hip hop rhythmic uh, project. Like that album to me was was sequenced in in and approached in a way where they were trying to make her like up there with like the Britney Spears and shit like that. Like she could do everything, and yeah. that's why I really like that. And I feel like with Drake, you knew he was a good rapper. That's that's out of the question. You know what I mean? You yeah. know that's no question about that. But we didn't know really who he was until 2011, like as a as a person. Really. Yeah, I think I still, I still don't think we know who Drake is <laughs> until Drake gives us the the Jewish perspective on his raps and like, yo, I'm just a Jewish kid that's in this hip hop game. I don't think we really know who he is. What? What's the Jewish perspective? I'm just saying when I saw about that before. When I saw him at the ESPYS, I saw who Drake really was. He like has Drake ever rapped in his Canadian accent? No. Well, that's who he really is. That's what he talks like. He talks in a Canadian accent. Why does he never rap like that? Because I, well, why do why do why do English people uh, sound like they're English? Like like you know, people from Europe sound like they're like from America when they sing songs. Uh, I don't think I don't think Dave or Central C sounds American when I they mean, rap. Singers. I'm talking about singers, uh, not rappers. I don't know, but I'm talking about rappers. 
And Drake's never rapped from a Canadian accent perspective. He's never rapped from a Canadian perspective. You just honestly. wanted to hear him say a boot. <laughs> uh, I just want to, like that ESPYs night when what he hosted. Year? I forgot what year that was he hosted the ESPYs. When was that? I think he still had the fro. I think he still had the fro back, uh, at the time that he had, and he had the suit on. But what Whenever do you want to rap about ESPYs? from a Jewish perspective? You want to rap about Shalom, the Torah? Wait, wait. I just want to rap about his his real life. I don't think he's ever done that. That really. is his real life. I don't know. His real life. I is- love Drake, but I just thought, I don't know when I when he came out the SPs and was like code switching from the the regular voice to the actor voice to all the other shit in between. I was like, oh, this is who you really are. <laughs> and it's funny because I've I've been around him a few times and he talks in a Canadian accent. Yeah, it's a little jarring. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's just like. Huh? So the Canadian accent is what? Is it like a little bit of a West Indian sound into it, or is it? It's, what no, is the Canadian sound, accent? Doesn't sound Caribbean. It sounds Canadian. A. It sounds like how eh. Melissa Four sounds. Eh. Melissa Four. Uh, I just been hearing her voice a lot lately, so I just <laughs> sounds Canadian. Melissa, well, actually, I gotta get on. I gotta go to my soapbox here. Melissa Four got to be one of the worst hosts uh, of any <laughs> podcast ever. I gotta get on my. I gotta get on my bag here, bro. It, she's she's terrible, bro. Have you heard her yet on 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 the uh, on uh, on Joe Budden yet, uh, MC? I tap in from time to time. This is the craziest but... side right now, and the Drake Espy's thing was twenty sixteen. Okay, Canadian. You would think he had lost what his is, accent by is, then. What is the? What is the? What is the? I, I don't understand. I don't know. The Canadian experience. I don't know. Like I, I've never heard Canadian. it. Be- I've never like heard it before. I don't know. But I don't think he was actually practicing like that when he was know. younger. All right, man. He was what? too busy uh, filming. Let me go ask Cardinal Official. Maybe he'll give us that. What the fuck they told me? They got you saying son and all that, man. What's going on? What they got you? They got you with the lingo already? What's up, B? What's good, son? <laughs> what the fuck is up, though, nigga? November 4th, 2010, Lil Wayne is released from prison uh, after serving eight uh, eight months. Did anybody think he was doing a full year? I think when we heard the year, we was like, he'll do five months. Nah, I mean, you know, the year is like 80%. Yeah. So eight months makes sense. Get out of the, on, on, on um, good behavior. He he did get in trouble one time, though, for having an MP3 player, which was uh, which was considered contraband. Such a Lil Wayne. I gotta listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he get in trouble for doing that, that light up verse? Remember he did the light up verse from jail? Uh, probably not. The, the only thing that they ever talked about was him getting in trouble for the MP3. I, I think you could, you could do verses through the phone. Verses through the phone, right? Thug yeah, I remember they had it on an old Scoob dude. T- I can't even remember what the Scoob dude tape was. I just remember Wayne. They had Wayne sitting in front of a cell. <laughs> Damn, I can't remember what that tape was. Yeah, th- I mean, Thug just did it. I mean, it's, it's nothing wrong as long as you're not incriminating yourself because you know you're being hurt. You're being listened to while you're on the phone yeah. in, in jail or whatever. As long as you're not saying nothing incriminating, he shouldn't get in trouble. But. Um, Obama actually gave Wayne a shout out after he got out, um, saying he he had some Lil Wayne songs on his on his iPod and said, "I hope Lil Wayne gets out and has a has a great life or something like that." I, was, I thought it was cool. Obama's a, Obama's the coolest president ever. Yeah, he is. The Money Man and uh and Babyface <laughs> Ray song on his uh his latest playlist. <laughs> that was his intern of edition. I really want to. I just want to see him listen to that song. I don't nothing. To, I just want to see the song come on and him. Listen to it. So, um, in the time since Lil Wayne's Carter Three, uh, he was adamant about not releasing Carter Four until the time was right. He didn't want to rush it out. Yeah. He didn't want it to be, you know, something that was just a throwaway. Uh, famous last words, uh, leading to several albums that dropped in between, including, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Rebirth, I Am Not a Human Being, and Sorry for the Wait, 
uh, with the latter of those projects releasing in July of 2011. But Wayne did, you know, as soon as he got out, he hit the ground running because Six Foot, Seven Foot came out like a month after he got out. And the yeah. video was like literally in January. So like there were a lot of projects that came out. But I want to mention that I Am Not a Human Being was one of the was this one of the first albums that came out digital only? Like it came out straight to streaming services. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was and like it didn't have a physical release. And when the physical release came out, it had bonus songs on there. Um yeah. that I think it had songs from uh, No Ceilings on it when it came out physical. Damn. Yeah, I do remember it being digital only at first. That was like the height of the MP3 era. So yep. I was just like, who's buying this shit anyway? <laughs> but yeah, I do remember that. It was that was before streaming, actually, though. Yep. Yeah. It was. And and it was it was cool because Wayne was always a purveyor of the digital era. I mean, his mixtapes came out. He knew people were downloading it. And he knew people. a lot of people wouldn't be able to get it physical. Um, and I'm Not a Human Being kind of leading the charge for that. It would, it would start happening a lot more after that, especially with mixtapes. Yeah, no, that's that's actually an interesting topic, too. I think Wayne's always just been ahead of the curve with mm-hmm. that. And, um, man. Because he, he was thinking, like, what's the fastest way people can get my music? And it's not well, just going to a store. Well, that was my point, too. I think Wayne is one of those guys who's just like, I want to get my music out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh shit, like I'm not going to be able to print up a CD. Let's just throw it out. Yeah. And like that, yeah. I think that was the label was kind of a solution for being like, well, you're not going to put out a mixtape. So <laughs> we got to figure this shit out. So, so yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So after releasing Six Foot, Seven Foot in December 2010, John in March of 2011, How to Love a Few Weeks Later, Carter Four was set to be released in May 2011, but it was pushed back in June, which it, uh, to, it was pushed back to June, which it was another date that it missed. And the delay would be a common theme uh, after the release of Carter Four, and also throughout Wayne's career after this, where shit just kept getting pushed back. Now, I remember these pushbacks, and I remember being worried because I was like, maybe this album isn't, I'm not going to say detox, but I'm like, maybe it isn't up to par to what Carter Three is. Yeah, well, and I mean, it ain't. And um, oh, I, I always chalked up the pushbacks just to like you know label issues. I know him yeah. and Baby were going through their little spats and like that. Is that was, where it started? You think? I think so. I I, I remember him because like you got to think when he got out of jail. I don't. Was he really next to Baby when he got out? Like I don't really see. I didn't. I didn't see the. I'm trying to think. Not as much as he was when Carter yeah. Three. They were inseparable at that point. I, I just feel like they're just that might have been the beginning of it. I think. He was coming to his own as a boss, button heads there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always chucked it up to label type shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just like a lot of those records that came out beforehand, like this just felt a little weird to me. Like Six Foot Seven was like, okay. Emily Part Two. A lot yeah, of people I still say it to this day. Emily <laughs> Part Two, and it's like, you know, introducing Corey Guns. Um, then you had the John, which is literally I'm not a star remix. Yeah. <laughs> which I hate. I just hate that he did that. It, that's not, that's like and to, he let Ross body. We'll talk about that when we get to the tracks. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, what really caught on fire? Obviously, a lot all those songs went multi platinum because he was just you know he just came back. Like it was funny how rabid people were for Lil Wayne music mm-hmm. when he was only gone for eight months. Like he was not gone that long, and people were like he was gone a, a album cycle, and then he right. was back, and people were were wild over him again. But I think that the only thing that really caught fire was How to Love, yep. and that carried him throughout the summer. And that was that would be one of his biggest hits of all time, and it was a, again another just like Lollipop was unconventional song for him. Yeah, it's like a country song. Yeah, like where it wasn't really about all of that. But to your point about Birdman, do you think he had a point in saying Wayne, you could chill because we got Drake, because we got Nicki, and these albums are still coming, and these albums are still he's working on Take Care, Nicki's working on uh, Roman Reloaded at that point. You could just chill. We don't need Carter Four right now. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think. 
baby was absolutely right in that but i also think ego was like yeah i'm not gonna chill like yeah they're gonna come i'm gonna come we all just it's, you know wayne is the ultimate competitor yeah he's like the kobe of this shit and it's like yeah you know it might be some young boy that's on the court with me but i'm gonna still try to score the more, most points yeah and, he, and even around that time wayne's still on uh he's still doing like i'm on one mm-hmm. which came out that summer like he had a big summer quietly well, not so quietly, but it, it was a big summer for him in 2011. And then uh, Wayne debuted Nightmares from the Bottom during an MTV Unplugged appearance in which he confirmed the date of the Carter Four, which gets us into August of 2011. Uh, Wayne, he keeps his promise. And when he closed the MTV VMAs in August, he announced that the Carter Four was already out. He said it's, <laughs> it's out. And again, the purveyor of the digital era because that was, to me, one of the first surprise drops. Because we would think hmm. that, like, obviously he said the 29th was going to be out, but he announced it a little bit before midnight, and it was on DSPs literally that second. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He, that's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I really know so that album. <laughs> what? How to Love is terrible to me. Well, when, when you get to that, like, when, when we get to that point of, of, of his career, him closing the VMAs, VMAs were still like a big deal at that mm-hmm. point, whatever. But the conversation, to your point, wasn't even about the album when it came out. It was about his fucking pants. <laughs> like, it was the pants after that. And then people were like, hip-hop is moving into the gay era. <laughs> it was like, yo, everybody's gay now in hip-hop. And I was just like, because Wayne wore tight pants? I just know so that whole everything. <laughs> like, people were looking up where he got those pants. They ended up being like women's pants or something like that. They were They were like four women or something like that. I'm just like... What does this even does this even matter at, at this point? Like what type of pants he was wearing? He comes out, performs, album drops, and uh, I don't think that it got the reaction that they were thinking. Uh, even though his singles like John and How to Love were were peaking uh, on two separate charts at the time, the reaction to Carter Four was venomous. With several th- uh, think pieces about the album's quality, but the album still sold over nine hundred thousand units at release. But it was starting to look like Wayne was losing a step to most people, or at the very least. He was being eclipsed by his protégés and a new generation of rap. Of course, at this point, we're talking about the blog era. Yeah. Like we are we are at the not the peak yet, but we're at the beginning of the blog era where you've got Drake, of course, leading the pack, but you got ASAP Rocky, Kendrick Lamar, and a lot of other people who don't rap like Wayne and they are using other influences, but still kind of taking to me some of the marketing influences that Wayne had with mixtapes at that point. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the blog era and Wayne's decline definitely mixed at some point yes and um it's funny i was just thinking i was listening to the nike boots remix and wayne's on that mm-hmm. so random <laughs> but um wayne but yeah. and wale have always been like really like strangely cool which is no nah, that's dope um i don't know i just it, it was interesting time i think it was also like wayne was the first to start experimenting with like the rock music influences mm-hmm. and i think the blog era kind of strayed away from that a little bit yep so it was just a weird little passing of the guard or just like changing of the guard, I should say. Um, it was interesting, man. I think I, I like, I, like I said before, how to love and like Wayne was just kind of like going so left. <laughs> like it was just like Wayne starting to go really, really left. That's probably why Birdman was like, yeah, like <laughs> hold just... on. They're not ready for this shit. Um, but I mean, I guess it's time to get into uh, the section where we talk about the album track by track. Carter four. His ninth album, which is crazy to think of, his ninth album, over 300,000 downloads in the first four days alone. That's now not even like, hmm. that's like a drop in the bucket. I think Travis Scott just did a t- 121 million in the first day. Man. Like, that's not really anything anymore. But at that time, again, 
we got to think of it like this wasn't being done at that point. And Lil Wayne having those monster numbers, you know, in 2009, not a lot of people had iPods at that point. You know what I mean? And streaming wasn't a thing. For him to have that many downloads is, is unheard of. But the the intro, and this is a this is a thing throughout the throughout the project. Of course, it kind of uh, takes influences from the fly in, fly out stuff yeah. from the older the older projects, which was something that Carter Three missed in terms of having interludes and stuff like that. He brings yeah. the interludes back, and I guess we should talk about kind of the Carter. What makes a Carter a Carter? Yeah, I don't even know if he has a rhyme or reason to him. Yeah. Does he? I don't know. I, I mean, obviously the interludes are something that happens. He had one, and he had the interludes in one, two, and four. Okay. Uh, five doesn't have them. Three doesn't have them. Maybe it's all the odd ones. I don't know. But um, you got to have those. I, I honestly feel like Manny Fresh was like a, a, a influence there, but he even stops having Manny on there. Yeah, the like Manny one, Fresh right? wasn't. Yeah, yeah, the first one. So it's like, I guess what I, the card is whatever he calls it. Like if he yeah. calls it a Carter, it's a Carter. <laughs> hey, I don't really think it had a real rhyme or reason to it. Um, I think I don't know. Like this, this we're gonna get into it. Carter Four is so like <laughs> it's interesting. It's album. so uninspired to me. It's like, uninspired. It's so uninspired to me. There, there are moments of this album that are inspired. Like right. I, I feel like the, it truly is. But in the intro, we get shit like uh, you know, you fake it as some titties, you get titty fucked. <laughs> Yeah, it's just this, like this is the best. This is the best worst feeling. And nigga, if I die, I die a death worth living, which I thought was a hard ass line. I like time. the death worth living <laughs> line, but the the titty fuck one and just like he has so many of those bars. Like those are like the prototypical Little Wayne bars <laughs> at that point. Yeah. And there's so many of them on this album. I'm just like, yo, these shits are so just like tired at this point. You, you clutching your face, MC? What you thinking? One of the lines he said, he said, "Motherfuckers ask me why I say YM. YM. That, let's get the let's get the blunt blowing. He opens every every concert he does now. Every show he does, he opens with blunt blowing. MC said a couple days ago he didn't know the blunt blowing was so popular. I could see why it was so popular. It was the one song I think that everyone was kind of in agreement with at the time that it was one of the best songs on the album. Like, it, hmm. and to me, it's one of his best. I felt like he could have opened the album with this song instead of the intro. Honestly, could have. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of the standout tracks on here. Um, Develop pr- produced it. Develop was like a long time yeah. collaborator. I don't, who does Develop work with beyond Lil Wayne? He worked with uh, Jewels. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's where they yeah, developed this yeah, beat. Is so it's crazy. Yeah, that's probably where they got connected from. Yeah, wow. He yep. Developed work with them. He worked with the, he worked with Dipset a lot. He was in, he was from Miami, so it uh. was uh it was that that connection there. Uh, obviously, Wayne did a lot of recording in Miami at the time. He lived there as well, uh, and I, I would imagine that Joel's uh, was down there as well, working with them. It's, uh, I mean, Cam of course yeah. was in Miami all the time. Blunt blowing to me, essential intro for Lil Wayne is is really kind of like over 15 years in the game that's his mission statement everything he's saying in the song is everything he's about you know what i mean like yeah. uh smoke that ash and kusher i'm a limit pusher <laughs> just typical Lil Wayne. but lines. it's it's a it's a it's of the moment it's of the time though like he still had a lot of people that was going up for this shit oh obviously. no definitely and i think you know it's like it it's that's what i'm saying it's like the it's like i'm doing what i know i'm doing Dwayne shit yeah. really 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 well yeah but it's just like we've had so many years of hearing this <laughs> and getting this. It's just like we're tired of it. But do you think that you think that him being? I was tired of it. Do you think that him being at like a solid clip, like it's like as far as his talent being at a certain level? I feel like with Carter Ford, the reason why I, I hold in high regard because it's not like to me, it's not like he stopped being a great rapper. And to me, that's where the the level goes. It's like he stayed flat. It's like yeah. he, he stayed as good as he was in the last project, and like that's why I can't say that he's like worse here. So it's, 
still a great rapper, but I'm just like the beats are, are just like, eh. I will say this. The hooks are, eh. the but the beats, verses are great. The beats on this album, I'm not going to defend. Yeah, I'm just I'm telling you like what it is. It's like, <laughs> it's very much like, I, I keep going back to Kobe because he always just had this parallel to him. Kobe Bryant scored 60 points in his last game. Yeah. I think they lost. Oh, when, they lose last, no, they, no, won. They, they won. They won. They won. They won. But it was like a losing season. They didn't go to playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's that's my point. That Kobe game was funny because I feel like they was trying to bust his ass, and I think that when he got to fifty, they gave up. They were just like, like <laughs> they was about to win. They get. I was watching. I was just like, I was like, they get. I forgot. I forgot even what fucking team it was. I think it was. They like, played the Jazz. It was the Jazz, jazz. and they was busting. They, he was like, they was trying to bust his ass. And then they just gave up at the end, and they were just like, whatever. Like they literally stopped playing defense. On Shit, crazy. Nah, fuck it, nigga, get your sixty, nigga. All right. <laughs> I'll never forget that. The uh, Snoop Dogg, the Snoop. The, you know what's so crazy? Tickets were so crazy for that game. Yep. Snoop was sitting so far up. I've never seen Snoop <laughs> that far from the court. <laughs> Shit was crazy. Who was in the front? I remember that? I, I think Jack was still there. I think in the front. Uh, I, I don't remember there. exactly who was on the floor, but I just remember Snoop being in the stands. I was like, damn, nigga. <laughs> um, all hell wheezy. Call it bad weather. <laughs> like, it's just that's like, a, that's a fire line. Stop. He, he was just trying to pop people, bro. Come on. But regardless of anything, <laughs> regardless of anything, the chorus is the best chorus in the album. I'm, I'm well, That and maybe like two or three, and we'll get to these songs. Okay. But that and like two or three other songs. I think Blunt Blowing is a, is a really good chorus. I'm a Blunt Blowing, Polo Draws showing... I don't give a lovely motherfuck ass nigga. Come on, man. That's that's like some New Orleans shit. Like, the, yeah. like that whole course is some New Orleans shit. It was cool. I don't know. That, that's like I said. That's one of the better songs in this album. Um, but again, it's like, what does that song rank in his catalog? Is it one of his best songs? That's what I. That's top what I say. Top twenty five. I don't know if it's a top, top twenty five. I. I top twenty. If you include mixtapes and shit, uh, it's not a top twenty five song to me. But I'm not including mixtapes. Okay. <laughs> we're not included to oh so, no, all right we're, if we're not included if i think i think even if we were to keep it from an album perspective i'm pretty sure we could find better records than that but yeah. what kills me not necessarily kills me but it surprises me is that this is a uh show staple for wayne yes. i've seen wayne multiple times he does not skip blunt but it damn near opens his show Every single time, people are rapping it word for word. I'm like, really, blunt blowing? I, I know mean, almost all the words of this song, bro. I mean, obviously, I haven't heard it in a long time before. Like, I heard this, but it's like, or before I listened to it this week. But it's like, come on, man, it's a great fucking song. It's better than fucking Mega Man, which I, I feel like the album like goes up here, and then Mega Man's like, <laughs> <laughs> for one, do y'all know that the producer? Guess who it's the producer Mega Man. is? Mega <laughs> And that's why I was like so uninspired. You like looked at the beat name and was like Mega Man. Okay, One it has a Mega Man sound in there too. Like this, who like has he produced anything else after this? No. <laughs> One, <laughs> One thing I'll say about this, and it goes to show that I like we need to thank and show appreciation for Cortez, Mac Main, and his team for wrangling all of the songs that this motherfucker makes a day into an album because that can't be easy. Oh no, and them having such a problem with carter four it being pushed back so many times but they had to craft an album around the four hits and i think that's what we have to think about too is that this album had four hits when it came out already that were already multi-platinum hmm. they had to create an album around it and hope that something else caught fire so they were just grabbing anything i feel like that they thought would have worked and i feel like they kind of i don't know if it was because of drake i don't know if it was because they, they you know what josh you might be right like i, I feel like drake or, or wayne probably looked at this and, and was like y'all kind of fucked me here because y'all have me going up against Take Care, which is going to come out in three months. <laughs> and that's just going to blow my shit Crazy. out the water. 
And then Nikki's going to come out a couple months after that and, and then continue to do the damage to me and make me look like I'm fucking missing a step. Yeah, I don't know. I think Wayne just was like, yo, I'm just still trying to compete. And I got some hit records, so y'all can't stop me. Uh, Mega Man, Uptown shit, wet the whole party. Weezy going ball, ball like Steve Harley. Harvey. Harvey. Uh, that was like, good. That was a good line. This is some of my, this, I laugh every, this is one of the funniest albums I've ever heard in my life. It's just like, it's just typical Wayne bars. It's just like, ah, uh, like. You know what? Actually, this is it's actually, it's actually a good question now that you bring it up. Uh, he was in jail around the time that Big Sean's uh, Super Duper flow yeah. ended up blowing yeah. up. How yeah. did you feel about that flow at the time? Whew. I didn't think much of it until around uh, 2012 when it got like to be too much. Like when you listen to Take Care Now, it's all over the fucking album. Yeah. When, listen yeah. To, when you listen to Thank Me Later, it's all over the. Well, that and that's over a, that shit. I think, and that's another reason why this Wayne shit kind of was just like whatever to me. I feel like you had so many other people kind of. Oh, it just felt like yo, Wayne, you brought a great style to the game. Other people are doing it. You can't keep doing it. <laughs> you gotta switch it up. You gotta bring something new. I don't know. It's just a, uninspired. So uh, I can keep going back to next song, six foot seven foot. I'm not. I'm not going to defend this song. I'll defend anything else in this album. Honestly, this the thing song. about six foot seven foot is like at least it's like, I mean, the beat is interesting. I got the oompa loompa shit. Like it's, it's, it's actually Harry Belafonte. Whatever the fuck it is, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's not an oompa loompa sample. No, nah, it's Harry Belafonte. I don't know. It's an interesting sample. But it, but again, it's like you're going back to Bangladesh, and it's like, come on, let it go. He hasn't done anything since the last time he did something with you. Like he hasn't done shit. But, but like after a Millie, Bangladesh did the same fucking song oh, over didn't, and didn't over. Didn't Bangladesh again. do? Uh, did he do? Bitches love me. No. What's the record he did for Gucci? He did Lemonade. Lemonade. That'd be, oh, okay. That could have been a that could have been a beat he did in 2005. And I'm wild. And Mike Will did. Mike Will, yeah. Mike Will did that. Uh, six foot, seven foot, aka, how fast do you skip it as soon as Corey Gunn starts rapping? Oh man, immediately. Instantly. He he was the kind of like big time surprise star that that was gonna be on Young Money, and I think they looked at Corey Gunn's like he was gonna be like second to Drake or second to Tiger or whatever at that point, and he never ended up being anything that because MC he was hyping. You have to remember him hyping the shit out of Corey Gunn's. He for sure was. I felt like this was just an apology for taking him off of Millie. The original Amelie, oh, I was like, all right, I got you on the next one. Who said that they, he killed Wayne on Amelie? And I'm like, fuck. Who the fuck said that? I'm mad, Nick. Well, I'm from Virginia. Y'all got to remember. <laughs> Y'all got to remember. <laughs> Y'all got to remember. I'm from Virginia, okay? And I was always looked at funny for, for being a really big Wayne fan in Virginia because of the Pusha T discourse and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit that they was doing. I felt like Wayne to me and still is one of my favorite rappers of all time. But at that time, people were saying that Corey Guns killed him on the Amelie remix. Huh. And they were like, he's not Stop fucking it. with Corey Guns. And I'm just like, y'all will find anything to discredit this man. And I think that, <laughs> that shit is really funny to me yeah, because nah. he turned in a pretty lackluster verse. Drama mean, the mama mean, and diamond, like all that bullshit on the, on the song. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not listening to that shit. <laughs> but six foot, seven foot. I mean, if it comes on. You know, I'll I'll nod my head to it, but it's not something I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to. This is probably the worst song in the album to me. Really? I thought it was yeah. a I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting uh, single back. You know, we've been waiting for a couple months for him to come from jail. I think the video ends up being one of his. It's one of his videos that 
he kind of stopped taking himself as serious and was like, yeah. let me just have some fun with this shit. I'm back from jail. Things are like life is a whole lot better. I'm not behind bars. Let me just have some fun with this damn video. I don't want to I don't want to put on the the big gangster mob video that I had to do in, in Carter two and all yeah. those other years that I had to do it. I thought I, that's what I appreciated about. Yeah, I don't. This isn't the worst song to me. I'm we don't get to the worst song. He did the inception thing in the video. Did the good in the water. I was yeah, like, damn, he's uh, actually on top of the what's what's what was hot. Like that was hot at the time was inception. Mm-hmm. But um, nightmares at the bottom. One of my favorite Wayne songs. That's one of my favorite songs on this album. It's probably my favorite song on the album, honestly. So, uh, this next song I'm gonna do is from my upcoming album, The Carter Four. Now, now, I had the choice to do any song off the album, and I said, I figured I have a, a pretty intelligent crowd, so I'd rather not do nothing too hype, nothing too crazy. I want to just do something, something y'all listen to, and something y'all can leave here and say, that actually said such and such, and be like, I'm going to get that album where that say such and such. So this next song, this next song is called Nightmares of the Bottom. Yeah. We're going to do a song that you never heard before. Clap. Um, this is the one song on the album that actually addresses kind of like or lightly addresses like the one thing about Wayne, he's not on topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Like he's not talking about much of okay, anything that's gone on. This is the one song where he actually is talking about something that went on. Uh, obviously you get the lines where he says, uh, back to my journey, that bullshit doesn't concern me. If I knew I was going to jail, I would have fucked my attorney. <laughs> no, nah, like I I to your point, I think it's a few times he addresses the jail shit on yeah. here. Like I think was a, how to hate how to is hate. about being a jail, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, this is literally the best song on the album because he's on topic and he's like giving us. This is my thing about Carter Four. You just got out of jail, right? Give us the post jail album. Yeah, get talk about it. Like talk about how hard it was. Like what were the were you writing these rhymes in jail? Because if you were writing these rhymes in jail, that's terrible. <laughs> that's like if this is shit you was thinking of in jail. I, I'm come on, Wayne. What was crazy is that. That was what was a lot of what a lot of people were complaining about with the book is that he wasn't talking about like Rikers is the worst prison yeah. in America, and mm-hmm. Wayne's is talk, is, he's he's writing about it, his friends in there, he's writing about it like he doesn't even know what's going on outside of his cell, and then even in this project, you know he's not doing that at all. He's not talking about Rikers or how like you're in the roughest jail of all time. Granted, you're in PC. But I mean, looking at the way that the PC is, or, or looking at the way the jail is, you can, it can't be that much. Different. Yeah, I mean, it's jail at the end of the day. Yeah, so like, it's like give us that, and I think Nightmares at the Bottom gave us a peek at what that experience was like, and just yeah. kind of getting coming out of it at least. Yeah. But um, yeah, absolutely my favorite song in the project. I'm a gangster by choice. I hope my son's shoes wiser and don't call me sir, call me survivor. Uh, that's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> that, that he survived jail. You know what I'm saying? But eight months. Th- this is to me like the peak. <laughs> Don't do that. It's like, come what on, is, man. Is, I, know, is, I, I know niggas who did 10 that? years. They are survivors. Eight months is, come on, man. Eight months when you've been rich your whole life? I think we could all do eight months. I can't do eight months. I can't do no fucking I can't eight do months. Six months. I can't do I six can't days. Do, yeah, I don't want to do a day, an hour. I did a day and I was like, this is not have it. Have you ever watched 60 Days In? Oh, yeah, I have. I ain't do. I can't do that. I'm giving up. Yeah, I'm the not, moment the niggas start, I ain't putting, giving up though. The moment niggas start putting honey buns and Snickers and shit in a bag and crushing it and making oh, yeah. a cake out of it, I'm I'm just I'm out, bro. I can't. You gonna eat that shit? No, the that fuck shit. we not. I'm not eating that shit, bro. Man. Shitting in front of a man. Every that's night? that's a little wild. <laughs> like. Just gotta figure it out. In front of a man. Yeah, that's a little wild. I had to pee in front of a nigga, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, dog. 
Oh my god. Okay, to me right now, this part is probably the peak of the first half of the album. These next couple songs, I, I'm I'm willing to say this is what puts the album up to me because I I'm not gonna lie. Those first couple songs, they're not strong. You know what I mean? But after Nightmares at the Bottom, we go straight to She Will. Wayne cheated. Great he song. Che- great song, but he cheated. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Like Wayne said, Drake, what you got for me, buddy? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and he sent him some songs and he said, I like that one. I'm going to take your verse off, though, because <laughs> you've been killing me lately and I'm not about to let you do that shit to me again. Yeah. No, I, I like, again, I think I mentioned this earlier where I feel like Drake was in the room for a couple of these songs. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously this one because he's on here. Yeah. But um, there's a few songs like later in the project. I'm like, oh, Drake might have wrote this. Or- th- th- he starts every verse off with now go and pop that pussy for a real nigga like that's that's something that drake would have said yeah exactly no absolutely so yeah no she will classic drake and wayne um yeah this is okay i'll take that back this is the best song in the project a couple things about Hmm. this have y'all heard the rick ross remix i probably have but i don't remember it what was that on again um did he put that on a tape or did he just throw that out to to, to blogs it was actually released on blogs but it was on radio as well the rick ross remix he has he has the last verse on here where, where the, you know they have like that little silence in the in the end when he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Drizzy." That's when yeah. he. That's when Rick Ross has his part. Okay, it is an amazing verse. Ross was on his shit. I no. feel like they took him off because he was already on the next song, or like he was already on the I, song right well, now. He probably back. wasn't. Man, Ross used to just get on songs back in the day. Like you got to think. Remember Greenlight? All the, he yeah, had like yeah. so many just freestyles. Like that was Ross' thing. So yeah. I don't know if he was on it officially. I got to go back and listen to the She Will one because I'm pretty sure he torched it. Like he does every he verse. Crazy on that. Ross is one of the ones, man. To this he day, still like he I, on um, what's my guy's name? Daniel Caesar, the yeah. Valentina. He torched that verse. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like Ross? Yeah. You know what Elite I mean think of too? The New Flame verse that he had, the Chris Brown New Flame. He performs shit. that. He does? He performed that. That's one of his best verses. Yo, he performed ever. that and killed it. I was like, oh shit. Yep. That, yeah. that new flame versus I was when when that show was happening, I was watching Oppenheimer. I was so jealous. Is that on did, did that do the vlog? The nah, it's not it's no VOD on that one. Fuck, yeah, man. I'm mad catch about it. that shit. But I wonder if, now that you bring that up, I wonder if people would have been Wayne Ross draked out because you had them on one. You had the rumored album between Drake and Wayne that was supposed to come out. You had YOLO that was supposed to come out between Drake and Ross. Whatever they were just like, all right, the three of us, we're taking over this summer way too hard. Let's ah, scale it back a bit. Yeah, I, I could see them. <clears throat> I could see them taking them off of that for that reason, too. But another thing about this is this one of the best singles that never had a video ever. Huh. Could be. And one of his biggest singles that never had a she video. She wouldn't yeah. have a video? No. I never realized that. It had a it had a weird like uh a visualizer. Visualizer type thing that Wayne put out like mm. a couple months after. It ends up being one of the biggest singles from the album. It's yeah. it's like five times platinum. Um it's one of Wayne's best singles to me ever. I, I didn't realize it didn't have a video. Never had one. It, in, in fact, I think they looked at again, purveyor of the digital era. They saw that out of all of the songs that came out for this album, this song surged. One probably because of Drake's popularity. Two mm-hmm. because yeah. it was it's a really good song. It actually started hitting. Uh, it started it started being more popular than the actual singles <laughs> yeah. from the album, and they actually had to put it out as a single afterwards, kind of in a haphazard way. So I'm guessing that because Drake was, I think Drake had done Take Care of Majority recorded in Canada, so he actually wasn't around uh, in America very often that summer. And Wayne was kind of doing his own thing. That's probably why they didn't put mm. the video out at that point. But I love this. I love this song. I mean, it's it Drake's hook. Come on, man. Yeah. Yep. And this is and this is also his second highest charting song ever. 
Pop, uh, Lollipop, obviously, number one. It's Diamond. She Will was number three on Billboard Hot 100. Five times platinum. That's crazy. That, when, you, when you think about it, you... Because and I think the reason we don't think about it like that is because it never had a video. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I always feel like there was such a big disservice done to the song, even though it was it was it did really well, but we didn't get that video because I think it would have been really really cool to do that. Hmm. Um, next song, the interlude, and this was funny because the interludes on this album, they didn't have uh they they didn't label anyone on them, and I think that we didn't know who was gonna be on these until we heard the album. So this interlude, Wayne isn't actually rapping on it. Yeah, it's Tech Nine and Shocker Andre Three Thousands on this, yeah. and I remember this being one of the biggest. Uh, talking points of the album because then you hear people saying Tech Nine got the best verse in the album, <laughs> Andre Three Thousand got the best verse in the album. And I said, "All right, y'all." Well, this is go. another reason why I hate this album too because it's like <laughs> Wang and I Jill. He's like, "I'm about to work with all like the rappers." <laughs> it's like a, this, the outro. It's like, "Oh, the rappers about to, I'm about to work with the rappers." The rappers fuck with me. And yeah. It's like, all right, stop Wayne. shitting on me. The real, the real rappers y'all love love me. And then Tech Nine banging on this verse. Yeah, that's super business. I'm like, all right, Tech Nine. Super. Real blood, though. Kansas I mean, can, he might be. I ain't going to take that away from him. But it's also like Tech Nine, you know who your fan base is. <laughs> Why are you like, here? Yeah. It's type shit. You super clown business. This is ICP business. <laughs> like, I was telling my wife that the other day. I was just like, you know, like the Tech Nine is like not really popular because like you know, a lot of people think he's like a juggalo. Like a lot of people think he has juggalo fans. And this was like him trying to say, like, I'm actually a good rapper. I don't just have Juggalo fans. This is, you know, come fuck with me. I think it was cool a way to do this. I think it was so odd. It was another odd decision that I feel like he probably had to fight Birdman or Cortez or Mac Main to do yeah. because it's so unlike them. And I think that the, the, the compromise was we're just not going to give them credits on this shit. And they probably did it for like free. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everyone did their verse on here for free. It's Wayne. Um, I, Tech Nine was, I thought Tech Nine was, was, was listed, but. He's Andre not. wasn't oh, okay. He's not. It's just a random. It's just random, honestly. And it's just like it's Wayne being like, "Hey, the, the rap niggas fuck with me. I fuck with yeah. the rap guys. Like I'm about to put Andre on here." The 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 three thousand verse was. I think it was it was due. I think that these two had never got a chance to do anything together. Still um, ain't. I mean, have they? They have. Take really. care. Oh, okay. Uh, isn't it the real you? On take care. The real uh, you. The yes. real yeah. her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they actually. Oh, no, no, the real her. Yeah. yeah the real me. her. I, yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, he has one of the best outcast samples ever on Pussy Money Weed. I would yeah, that, oh, yeah, absolutely. Did that Killed ever that. hit streaming? I don't think nope. that ever hit nope. streaming. Never hit mm. streaming. Mm-mm. It's hard. It's gonna be hard to even clear that one. That's why yeah, I'm exactly. wondering how how Dedication Two will ever get cleared. Probably won't. Drama Probably drama won't. sounded like drama sounded pretty confident on that. He would he would sometimes he do the little eye emotes like oh, it's coming, but then I'm just like oh, I mean if it, if it is that'd it be great. Will, it will be ten songs, and I think that we can probably guess which songs will probably be. I think only thing they like me will probably be there. Um, if it's if it's like that, don't do it. If it's like that, just take it. If it's like that, just don't do it. Sports bro. Center is not going to be there for sure. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I don't even see it happen. Honestly, John would just, just knows how to keep a conversation going. <laughs> <laughs> Have another reason to interview him. Uh, but but Andre three thousand today. I feel like electric gray. I hope tomorrow neon black. I tell a nigga all these flows are borrowed. I'm the faro three stacks. He's saying again that he's you know he's the king of this shit. You guys are taking my flow. He's, he's he was sending some shots. A lot of people thought at the time. What did you guys think about his verse here? Yeah, no, nah, I like this verse. Um, really solid verse. Again, yeah, I feel like Andre is always sending shots when he gets on the mic. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> every blue moon, I'm gonna get on and just tell you niggas that I'm the best, and y'all not even gonna be able to to talk about it because I only rap every blue moon. Yeah, like, pretty much. So yeah, it was a good verse from him. I I really appreciate it, but I just it's, 
it's an interlude is short i'm just like eh. so I, don't, I don't go back to this like i really don't go back to this album i don't go back to this verse like it's just like eh. all it's, right were you still were you still did you remember him being on it or were you i do again? i do remember him being okay. on it yeah, yeah, yeah listening to it again i was like oh yeah i i it, the version i listened to had tech nine listed and i was like oh why don't i have andre i guess i, I actually you might be right tech nine probably did get paid andre 3000 probably did it for free i could see that yeah i could also see that um next song john what a strange song that was really popular at the time you, you can't wait, deny that john it, was popular wait is it john <laughs> yeah it's john oh, did we do how to hate yet oh shit we did no, skip it hate, we did skip it. my bad yeah, my yeah. bad my bad how to hate with t-pain damn i'm bugging I'm yeah bugging. I'm, I'm bugging too because honestly this is one of the songs i like this song but this is also another one of the like post jail songs yeah it's like he has like two on here yeah. honestly but how to hate is a good one because it's like Niggas don't even talk about that that aspect of it, like of being in jail and, and your girl, and yeah. again, like the theme. You, of the and you know who his girl fucked with while he was in jail? Who? Drake. No, is it Tammy? Yeah, that's the oh, story. Yeah. The wow. story is that she fucked with yeah. Drake while was, he was in jail, was, and he got he got kind of mad. He can't like be mad, yeah. but he's mad. <laughs> it was Tammy because he says uh, he says on one of the songs he talks about Tammy in one of the songs. Yes, yeah, oh. hoes uh, gonna be hoes. Six foot seven foot. Yeah, six foot seven. Got my heart broken by a woman named Tammy. Yeah, hoes gonna be hoes. <laughs> so I couldn't blame Tammy. Uh-huh. It was because even Drake brings up Tammy Toe. Yeah. Damn, then. Yeah. Hey, man. The industry's funny, bro. <laughs> Drake hit the niggas can say I changed on them because <laughs> they thought they said I was old, but they not. Or. <laughs> so, how to hate. T Pain actually reveals a couple more. Uh, I think he revealed the year before he gave this song to Wayne. So, um, mm. he, he had given him the chorus and all that stuff. And I would imagine a lot of people on this album gave songs to Wayne. Uh, to mm-hmm. use uh, one of the one one of the lines on here, girl, I was the one that that you told uh, fuck the mother niggas, and you still went and fuck the mother niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted he raps, he sings so bad. One of the three that's not that's now the third. Yeah, uh, well, I can't feel my face. The Ross and Drake, the, the Wayne and Drake album, and he raps, he sings three albums that have been lost to time. We don't need them. I, yeah. I think that we were just excited in the moment. We don't need them shits. We didn't need I can't feel my face. Did we? Did we? Um, at the time we could have had it, but now it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, technically it exists on the mix. Yeah, they, they, yeah, there's, a, there's a version out somewhere. Yeah, now now Jules can't feel his teeth. So I mean, <laughs> come on, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm bleeping, bro. Hey. <laughs> um, what else do you got up here? Uh, but don't fuck it up with Wayne, because when it wanes, it pours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't hold it. This <laughs> telling you, man, terrible. Uh, all that bush is for the birds. She was pigeon toed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold it in, man. Bro, I be rolling listening to this. It's song. just like I just hate these bars so much. It's just like uh, you don't like a funny album. No, not really. I'm like, <laughs> not I don't from like a nigga that you respected funny. for lines. When I heard Jackson and light up the L, I yeah. said, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> when I heard send, I'll send them blood and jet your ass like a tampon. tampon. I yeah. said, "Fire, oh, come on." Come on. But also, they don't put tampons in their ass. I was in their ass, like, exactly. Saying anything. Come on, man. I, I lo- but I love that we have this discussion about it because like we're revisiting something that, again, was pivotal at the time. This is an album that sold 900K. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we can't no. act like it wasn't, you know, Well, this is like album. the crossover album, too. This is the album where it's like, oh, okay, like the white kids is really fucking on Wayne. Yeah, which, which we More get than to, the black kids, honestly. Which we get to here with like abortion, which... Worst song in the album. Yikes. <laughs> Literally really? worst song in the album to me. I like. Wait, oh, we spoke about John. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could continue on John. I mean, it's, I mean, I, to me, it felt like he heard "I'm Not a Star" while he was in jail or something, and was like, "I got to remix this." Yeah. 
I mean, you get you get one you get to me one of Ross's best verses here. Big black nigga in an icy watch, shoes yeah. out of the coop, bitch. I got a Nike shop. Caught the profits. You could put them in a Nike box, grinding in my Jordans, kick them off. They might be hot. Swish. Swish. I'm swimming on. in the yellow, bitch. <laughs> That's red nine eleven looking devilish. Red <laughs> B make a bitch nigga sit down. Told it was bulletproof and he got hit the fifth time. Come on, guys. Uh, no, one thousand out of ten song. One thousand out of ten song. Josh. I don't like John because when he performs, he always has like the, the guitar. The oh, guitar. Okay, okay. That's another reason why I'm like, okay. I like I'm not a star, but John is. It's like the rock version to me. Drop palm all of in a nigga dope. Make it come back even harder than before. Yeah. God. God. Maybe I'm the only one to page a car note. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about funny Wayne lot? You want to talk about funny Wayne versus? It is talk stupid. Get your head popped. I got that Esther. Bitch, I'm Red Fox. Big B's. <laughs> Red Sox. I get money to kill time. Dead clocks. And then oh we God. fucking with a nigga that don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Empty the clip and roll the window up. Yes, sir. Pussy nigga sweet, you nigga Cinnabon. I'm in a red bitch. He says she finna come. Yes, 200,000 on a chain. I'll need a piece. That banana clip. Let Chiquita speak. speak. Come on, man. Dark Shades, Easy E. Five letters, YMCMB. Bitch ass nigga. Pussy, Pussy ass, ass nigga. nigga. I see you looking with your looking, looking ass, ass nigga. This come is on, a 1,000 out of 10 song. Great verse, but. I mean, even even Ross, rip your ass apart, then I pull myself together. YMCMB, double limb, we double rich, forever. rich forever. Huh? Even the Wayne, bigger the bullet, the more the bitch go bang. Wayne hyping up Ross's uh, last verse is like one of my favorite things on the album. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wayne like, does it like a couple times. He does it on She Will, too, the yeah. last hook on She Will. Like, Wayne hyping up Ross. Because, again, like, Ross, he like we talked about on Teflon Don, or uh, Deep in a Rap. He beat the allegations, and yeah. now the biggest rapper in the world is hyping up your first <laughs> Like, come on. Like, 50 Cent had to chuck the fucking coffee machine across the, across the road when he heard that shit. He was like, God damn it. <laughs> come on, man. Nah, it, it, and, I, and honestly, back to the deeper in rap conversation, too. This was like Ross being accepted by Wayne and, and, cash money and all this shit was just kind of like making his legend grow even more yeah and it definitely helped like i, I think these strategic partnerships strategic were very important <laughs> for where, where ross is at now but back to ab- abortion first first line after the really kind of cool chorus here i woke up this morning dick rock hard <laughs> <laughs> ash my blood my grammy award you can save your bullshit on your memory card because we all know that. <laughs> This fucking album is funny as fuck. Yeah, this is the album that the white kids fucked with. Come on, now you you can't bring it. You can't bring race into this. I just, it just every time I listen to these type of songs, are these songs? I'm like, oh yeah, this is the this is like his crossover rap album. I, I would argue Carter Three was his crossover rap album. I would say that too, but I, it's still the album that like is good. This like. How to love? We about to get John, to that. We about like, to get to how to love. Yeah, it's we about just, to get to how to love. So uh, before that, we got so special. Um, what did you feel about so special? John Legend is on here. John Legend, I think gave him it. this song. He, I think John gave him this song too. Um, I like cool the and Dre on the beat. Man. Cool, I was gonna say cool, cool and, Dre. and Dre on there. Miami, yeah. Miami Connect. Uh, you know, John Legend getting. It's a grown and sexy song. Yeah. Man. It's a good song, y'all. It's cool. John Legend had a few of these at this time where yeah, he just no, kind of like magnificent. I think was yeah. lost at that point. Yeah. Um. Damn, there's another one I'm trying to think of. But yeah, I don't know. This, the John Legend hook songs are always cool. Uh. 
Another Wayne. It was Lane, right. Another Wayne line. I'm, I'm trying to win Josh over here. No, you uh, won't. She crazy about the dick, Lorena Bobbitt. Love be the <laughs> pilot, but it's kamikaze. <laughs> Come on. Fire. Come on, man. I just can't do it. Grown grown Wayne, I'll take grown man over so special. Oh, oh. come on. Yeah, receipt. Oh, they Wayne got some really good grown man songs. Is Receipt Grown Man Wayne? Yeah, it's Grown Man yeah, Wayne. I, I mean, so. it's, it's, it's it's monogamy. It's a little petty. It's, but, but, it's, <laughs> well, who's he stressed over on Receipt? Trina? <laughs> yeah, it was Trina. That other man wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm like, damn, <laughs> bro. You're only like 12, nigga. <laughs> Uh, next song, you know why we gotta love how to love? Because of the legendary scene in the dropout. With, uh, oh yeah, Amanda she's scene. dancing. <laughs> yes. Come on, that's what I'm saying. This is the crossover album. That's the song they like. Oh, we're gonna use how to love. Tech niggas. Of Tech all niggas. the songs they use, because this is like a how to love is a frat party karaoke Come smash. On. Come on. Come like on. you, you go to a college campus. You're gonna hear how to love. How to love is on the wind down. How to love is, and I think again, people get mad at Wayne for going left, but it always works because Lollipop was a was it was a like what the fuck moment. Yeah. This was yep. also a what the fuck moment. Lollipop had a little more soul to it, man. To me, this got soul to it. Just country, country soul. Country soul. Country soul. Yeah, this is yeah. It's not a what the fuck. I mean, even the video was like runaway love. Type I'm shit. pretty sure Morgan <laughs> Whalen loves this song. <laughs> Well, the the controversy the controversy with Lollipop was so huge on the internet, and I vividly remember it because it was like, oh, he's going pop. All he's doing is talking about eating pussy for five minutes. God damn it, this isn't the way I love. But the how to love controversy, I feel, was ten times worse. Yeah, than I mean, because this and the video did contribute to that because it was very much it was like, like runaway love. Yeah, it was very much a <laughs> fucking TV, uh, uh, PBS. You're beautiful. Yeah. It's just like, come on, man. What are we doing? You know what he said about how to love? What? He said he was inspired by Tupac and records like Keep Your Head Up. And okay. he wanted to have his own Keep Your Head Up. There you go. And and he not even he did it. Not even close. He, for, Keep Your Head Up was a hip hop song. For this, <laughs> this is a straight country acoustic guitar. I'm like, what are you talking about? Never really had love. Couldn't never figure oh out. Oh my god, love. this shit pissed me off. I, I this is a, when this came out. I was like, yeah, I'm done with Wayne. You were not done with Wayne off of how done with Wayne, bro. Get done with Wayne. Out of here, Absolutely yo. done with him. Come on, son. Like it, it, it's it was a song to me that kind of it's a time capsule. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I think if you look back on it today, you'll be like, damn, he was doing this shit because he doesn't really do. And my my issue with Wayne now is that he doesn't do shit like this anymore. Like he doesn't try and he doesn't try and like. Do anything eclectic or different. Yeah, he's trying to rap now. He's like, yeah, I did that. I, I not, feel like that's where my heart lies. Texas I mean, rap you shit. Had, you had you had Pussy Monster. You you had uh, you had Prostitute Flange. You had all of those all of those songs. How yeah. is this different than any of those? Uh, this is different. No, this <laughs> how is, is different. It, MC, how is if it he if he put Prostitute out, the controversy would have been even worse. Prostitute was the wildest song, and it was it was, I was it's obviously a music soul child song, but yeah. him dedicating that to Kareem Stephens. That would have been even worse. Oh no! This how to love is so bad to me. Come on, man! It it, it, it did what it's supposed to do, and the thing I think is, it's the beat. Who did how to love? Detail. A detail. I think did the beat. See? I believe. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Take yeah, it, it was. It was detail. He might even help with writing. Who the fuck is the drummers? It, again, the production. I'm not going to defend it, and we're going to talk about production on like President Carter. President. Oh, Carter. <laughs> that's that's probably 
the second worst song of this project. This song fucking sucks. And now at this point, I'm like, okay, we need to wrap this up <laughs> because this is 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 getting the album's getting a little bit too long in the tooth. Uh, this was produced by Infamous, who did a lot of. He was from Miami as well. Did a lot mm-hmm. of songs at that point. Um, <laughs> sitting on the world, I got life in my hand. So these days, I try to think twice when I can. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, detrimental in any instrumental. I say you rapper sweet. I pay the incidentals. I'm beneficial. I beneficial. I say you rapper sweet. Tiramisu. <laughs> Terrible. But it was like a boom. It's like a boom bap. <laughs> You know what it was for me? It was like he had Mr. Carter on the previous album. Yeah. And he was like, let me do the solo version of this. Yeah. Also, I just feel like it was kind of like a shot at at Jay. Oh, because the president. Yeah. What's coming next? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just felt like, okay, like, all right, I'm not fucking with you. I'm about to try to send some shots real quick. But I I hated this record. Uh, Next song. It's good. Did he just, like, take whatever was on the, the Pro Tools that it was named as? (laughs) <laughs> and then just kind of put it out as an. I feel like Cortez and them was just literally grabbing songs, yeah. and like there was a moment where they said, "Pencils down, Wayne. We gotta, we gotta turn this <laughs> pencils shit in, down." That's <laughs> good. It's so funny to me too because I'm almost positive that Drake wrote his verse for Wayne, mm. and Wayne just ended up just being like, "Just keep it on there." Yeah, because it sounds like he rapping from Wayne's perspective. Well, Wayne, um. I actually talked about this song a couple of months ago on a podcast. Oh, or no, not Wayne. Jay Bills talked about the song a couple, a couple mm-hmm. of, I think it was actually a couple of weeks ago, where they were in the studio where he was recording It's Good, and he does the Beyonce line, and everybody in the studio is like, what the fuck? <gasps> and then he comes out, and Wayne says, should I have done that? And then Jay Mills says, I said, nigga, keep it. And then, he, and then Wayne was like, okay. And then he keeps it on there. So Jay Mills was actually in the studio, and this is being made. I don't know if, you know, maybe... I don't know if we can confirm if Drake wrote it or if he was in the studio or not. No, I'm talking about, but it. Wayne's bars, our Drake's bars sound like he wrote that for Wayne. For Wayne, okay. Yeah, yeah like, Jadakiss is on this song. It was, I thought it was cool of Jadakiss to be on here. I, a lot yeah, of people wouldn't matter. have expected that. J- Jadakiss, of course, uh, you know. It was just another, like, Jada, like at the time, Jada, top five, dead or alive. So it was like, I need the rappers on this album. Yeah. I got Tech Nine, Jadakiss. Uh, shit. The outro got Bun B, Nas, Shine. Like it's yeah. like Bun B at the time was like the best, one of the best Southern rappers. That's like true. it was just a whole conversation going on. Uh, Drake on here says faded, fucking faded. Oh yeah, I'm fucking faded. They're telling lies about me. Oh yeah, I must have made it. Rockers Island on this flow, eight months for that pistol. But at least they had some bad bitches working in that shithole. <laughs> Three visits later, I went and did it major. So fuck the judge, the jury, and the and the litigator. Watching all these kids who thought they had to figure it out, and then the November came. They let my nigga out, and then he, bro, that I just, that it, that when he brings Wayne in, that part was cool. Yeah, no, that shit was dope. It was I just that verse always felt like, especially the end of it. Yeah, just she's talking about. I'm like, did you write that for Wayne, or yeah. did you just? I don't know. It just felt a little weird when so, I hear Drake spit it. So I feel like at this point in 2011, there was a little bit of animosity coming out of it between Drake and Wayne and Kanye and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Watch Watch the Throne would release. Um, it came out a couple weeks before this, right? August 2011. I, w- I want to say the top of August 2011, like the 7th or something like that. And Carter w- Ford came out end of the month. And okay. Otis was already... Yeah, it had been out. Was already kind of the diss, or what they felt as though was disrespect at what, what Drake had said when he said, I'm coming for the throne, watch me take it on, I'm on one. So like Drake had kind of... I think a lot of people forget this. Drake had kind of started it. 
Huh. When, when he said that I'm coming for, you know, um, the throne is for the taking. I'm feeling like the throne is for the taking. Watch me take it. And, Jay, and then Jay-Z said, wait a minute, fuck nigga. I was on your album last year. Fucking <laughs> fuck coming after me. And Kanye obviously was already feeling a way about Drake kind of sliding into, you know, uh, Kanye's lane. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there was that animosity between the two. So I feel like Drake and Wayne were a little bit amped up when they when they did this song, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, and it... it this song is dope. I fuck with it. I this is one of the ones I'm like, okay, like I another kind of dressing the, the coming out of jail and mm-hmm. just like being back on the streets. I think when he gets in that pocket on this album, great songs. And then Jay comes out with Ham, which Ugh. actually no, Jay started it with People the baby. Yeah, Ham Ham was pretty early before Otis came before Otis came. Yeah. Ham was like a spring two thousand eleven, maybe. Huh. No, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was at the end of the year. Can we fact check that? I feel like Ham was in 2010. Ham was there. Yeah, exactly. It might have been. Might have even been like 2010 because the album came out 2011. So Ham was pretty early, way was, before, way before Otis. This was still the rise of Lex Luger because the Ham that comes out on ends up coming out on Watch the Throne. January 2011. Okay, okay. So it was it was way earlier than I'm on one. So yeah, Jay definitely started <laughs> with the baby. Yeah, he said he money got baby line. money. Yeah, I was like, nigga, what? He says, uh, and then Wayne, of course, responds here talking about baby money. I got your baby money. Kidnap your bitch. And get that. How much you love your lady money? <laughs> I know you fake, nigga. Press your brakes, nigga. I take you out. That's a date, nigga. Kids, <laughs> 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 man. Just like what? Crazy lines. Crazy lines. But but how, but I think. After this came out, everyone was like, and again, you put this at the fucking end of the album, by the way. Yeah. But it's like everyone said, okay, the, the Lil Wayne Jay Z beef is finally gonna pop off. Nothing happens. Oh, yeah. I don't think Jay not not that I wouldn't say he doesn't respect Lil Wayne, but I I think that they Jay's a, a jabber. He'll yeah. never he'll never and I don't think he'll ever put himself in another Nas position again. And again. I feel like yep. after this they had a record together too. They did they? I don't think they've had a song together in a in a bunch of years, y'all. Wayne and Jay Z? Yeah. Let's take a look. I don't think they've had a song together since this. Hmm. But, I mean, he was on Rock Nation, or he was fucking with Rock Nation at some point. I, I know Wayne wanted to go to Rock Nation, or he wanted to sign to Rock Nation. Well, I thought they're cool, because he helped Wayne through his little tax problem. Yeah. And, and so I think they're they're good. I, it was just a jab. I think people made it a lot bigger than what it really was at the time. I, I think that, that Jay was jabbing at Wayne. Uh, J- Drake jabbed back, because, again, Jay has been on Drake's last two albums, I think, like, at this point. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're all cool. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, it's good. It leads to the outro. Listen, uh, no reason to even talk about the outro. It's 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 like a bun B, bun B's on this one. Nas is on, on the Nas. outro. Also. Shine is on this with the new voice <laughs> banging Shine's too. Is Buster Rhymes? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, this I'm telling you, he was like, I need all the rappers because remember this is the time Buster's on this re, on this freestyle remix run, and everybody's like Buster's one of the best. And yeah, it's a whole thing, man. Uh, I want to like, say, look at me now was out that summer. So was, yeah. Wayne, and, Wayne and Buster definitely had a rapport at that time. Wayne was working that summer. He was working his ass off that summer. But Buster's funniest mm-hmm. line is the end of literally the last verse on the album. Or last verse of this version of the album, he says, "Okay, now enough of that. See, I'm now I'm out the door. Tuji, thanks for giving us a whole nother another classic, classic. Caught a four. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Big thumbs up. Oh my god! Big thumbs up at the end. Wink at the camera. I would love to hear your guilty pleasure. Oh, uh, my real answer is <laughs> Christmas music. All the Christmas. Pat Harry's house on repeat. Sweet creature. Daydreaming. Rosales. Harry Styles. I listen to a lot of Rosalia. You can be sad, but being sad in Spanish is way worse. All Sade records. Sade, Sade, Sade. Shake it off, Taylor Swift. Pfft, banger. 
Anything by YG gets my Friday night turned up. Is This Love by Survivor. Powerful 80s. Get in the car. That's the first song I'm talking right now. Nigga broke the whole fourth wall. Oh, <laughs> man raps. Like, it's just, oh, no. That's, that's album, yeah. That's a great way to end off this album. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought the intro was cool, though. I, I thought that everyone would, because the thing is, is that everyone was paying homage to Wayne. And I yeah. think this was one of Nas's first times where he comes out and he actually pays he, he pays respect to Wayne. And I thought that that was a cool, like, bridging of the gap moment. Because if, if you're going to say he's over the hill at this point, what better than the elder statesman of hip hop to, to say, be like, welcome, yeah. welcome to the party, pal. Also, this is like the, the Jay-Z hate train. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, we not fuck with that nigga either. Shine wasn't really fucking with Jay. Wayne wasn't really fucking with Jay. I mean, Nas. Nas wasn't really fucking yeah, with Jay. Well, Busta Rhymes might have had his little. Had his issues with Jay at yeah. that point. Um, So the album actually ends here for a lot of people. But there was a deluxe version that also came yeah. out with a different, with a different, uh, with a different cover. like background and cover. Uh, not many things to speak on, but I got to bring it up here because Mirror featuring Bruno Mars ends up being one of the biggest projects or one of the biggest songs from the album mm-hmm. on the deluxe yep. version. And this is another kind of in the same vein as How to Love, a very much like crossover type record that works. Yeah. Oh, it's, ten, it's 10 times better than How to Love. It's 10 times better than How you to think Love. So? Also, produced by, also produced by the Smeezingtons, Bruno Mars is... Um, uh, production team at that time is early yeah. production team. Yeah, so he gave him a good beat, gave him a good hook. I think it's ten. I think it's ten times better than How to Love. Mirror on the wall. Oh my God, <laughs> here we are again through my rise and fall. You've been my. You never just looked in the mirror and just be like, oh shit. No, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if it's better than How to Love. Honestly, I don't know if it's better than How to Love, but. So you're willing that you're willing to say that something is is worse than how to love it. Yes, there is. Okay, something there we worse go. I win. I win. I mean, shit. Rebirth had a bunch of bullshit on there too. Well, or no, not. I'm not a human. I'm not a. I'm not a human being. Come on, I had a bunch of bullshit on there. Did you like the second one? I don't even. What was on the second one? I don't even remember. A lot bitches love me's on there. Rich as fucks on there. Oh, okay, the second one's probably Sean, better. That big Sean song was on there. So, yep. so I've seen some people say, uh, "I'm not a human being." Part two is one of the worst albums of all time. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Like, wow. If you if you hate the if you hate the super duper floor, you're gonna hate I'm not a human being too. He did does it. Virgil, he, I think Virgil did that cover too. Oh shit. I think with the, the, the butterfly. With the butterfly? I yeah, Virgil I think did, did that one. I think Virgil did that one. Um that was Carter Four. Listen, I'm willing to put this up there. I, I know I said a, a, a big a big take. I had a big take there. I'm willing to stand that stand on the fact that Carter Four is at least as good as Carter One. Not better. At least as good. No way. It's as good uh, as Carter, Carter One. I love Carter One. It's at least as good. I think you nah. know why. Carter One has better songs, right? Yeah. Carter Four slightly better rap. Um, slightly better rap. Take know. the wor- Take it, the worst song on Carter One. Is it better than the best song on? Bro, Carter oh, 4? hold on, hold on, hold on. Take the worst song on Carter One. Well, you got to remember that they're both going after different audiences at that point. Like Carter is not like a crossover album. Worst song on Carter One. We're song on Carter One. It's between uh to me only way and probably uh we don't. We don't? Mm-hmm. So is that better than what are we considering today as the best song on Carter Four? Carter Four is best song. To me, she John? will she will or blunt blowing or or John. Okay. I like okay. it's good too though. Even though like uh, Wayne drops an F bomb. <laughs> yeah. He does. Like, <laughs> like, that was crazy. I was like, damn, twenty eleven? <laughs> Very ballsy, my man. It's kind of crazy. I, I peeped that when I listened to it this week. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> kind of ballsy, man." I, That's I don't... probably the latest one we've heard ever. Yeah. Like, no, in... well, future on uh, oh, yeah. rotation, which was again another one. I was like, what? 
That was the one of the wilder ones. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that uh, Wayne's was uh, nigga. I'm straight. My girl up. I was just saying, wait. I had to mute it. <laughs> she was on the show. I was like, oh shit! It's I, I mute like, it. I was like, it's coming. <laughs> I was like, well. Um, as far as as far as as far as I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna try and put it in the ranks of Carter one, two, Come or on. three. Definitely. But I but I will give it props in saying if you are a stats guy. This is one of Wayne's most popular albums of all time. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not mad at that. More does, than Carter Three, if you can believe it. I'm not mad he at does that not, because look what he was going after. <laughs> well, he does not. He does not have Carter One, Two, even Three does not have the charting singles that mm-hmm. Carter Four does. I mean, it six, wasn't not, just foot, How seven. to Love. It wasn't just How to Love. It was John and all the mother joints. Yeah, yep. no, but I mean, John is a remix of I'm Not a Star. It's like he was the cheat code. It's like I'm a <laughs> remix of a song that's popping. I'm going to uh, get Drake, and then I'm going <laughs> to fucking make this PBS special music song. Strangely enough, no Nikki on this album also, which I which I noticed this yeah. time around. I didn't no even Nikki think about that. Yeah. I don't think she's ever been on one of his albums. She's she not was on, on Rebirth. She was on Rebirth. Yeah, she was on Rebirth. She's not on Carter 5. Uh, she is on Carter 5. She's on Dark Side of the Moon. She is. You're mm. right. Oh, damn. How did y'all feel about Carter 5 after all of the, after all the wait? I, I, at that point, I was like, I'm just glad it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah way. like i was just like i'm just glad it's not bad carter it, five wasn't yeah. for me it wasn't for you nah i told you i stopped listening to them after carter four so i think after the xxx song i was like you stopped there's no way you stopped listening to Wayne. i mean I, when right. i hear him i'm like cool like it's wayne but i don't i don't i'm not tapping into a wayne album okay so you didn't so you didn't play dedication four not really no I'm, so you didn't play dedication five no, 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 no one should listen to definitely those. Definitely didn't two. do four or five. Yeah, no, I didn't. So do you those. didn't play "I'm Not a Human Being" too. You didn't nope. like "Believe Me" with Drake. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. You hear the single, it's like cool, but I'm not tapping into a Wayne album beyond the Carter Four. You didn't like "Sorry for the Wait" too. No, no, no. You or didn't not, like uh, Weezy album? the one that he no. was. Con- <laughs> which which album? Free Weezy. I didn't listen to that one either. I don't even remember Free Weezy. Oh, you um, know what? I'm looking at Carter Five though. I did let I like uh, let it all work out. That's, that's what yeah, that's a great song. The best song on there. I'm not, but I didn't, but I'm not. I'm good on it. I like Shooter on that on Carter Five. I like uh, God. God took his time was great on Carter Five. Yep. Um, Uproar was cool. I, I thought, that, but again, like Swiss game. You didn't like his album with Rich Kid? <laughs> you were the only nigga I know that listened to that. That's crazy. Sosa <laughs> Man was on Carter Five. I didn't even realize. Yeah, he that. was. Yeah, yeah. That was real rappers. He was getting real rappers on. <laughs> Think about it. Just think about it. I am willing to say that you know what? After this, listen to Carter Five over or Carter Four over the week. I still don't hate this album. I still think it's overhated. I still think that there's. I I, I think it's definitely funny as hell. It's one of the funniest albums I've ever listened to. Like like not weird owl funny, but like he's really trying. But I will agree that Wayne lost a step, and I think it's 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 yeah. it's like as a star is he 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 shined bright for the two three years. But it's just hard to, to keep that same clip and still be rapping about the same thing. Like he had put out like a thousand songs before Carter yeah. Ford came out. Just, so we'd heard everything. It's just like I said, man, this is uninspiring to me. I feel like he he used a cheat code to get the big singles. I was just like, all right, he's just mailing it in. Everybody Which does. is cool. That's cool. Well, I, well, you personally, could you could you personally lose a step in your craft while also becoming the most popular you've ever been? Or would you prefer like the opposite? It, I feel like as a rapper, you kind of have to. Because you come up, people love your technical skill, but when you're trying to go mainstream, you gotta you gotta fall back a little bit with that. Uh, yes and no. I feel like Drake has been someone who's kept elevating as he's gotten bigger. People, people don't think Drake is still at like a tech, like a high technical clip. Like for him to yeah. be rapping for as long as he has, and, and to to Kendrick's point too, same thing. 
they're mm. both rapping at a really high level. Yeah. For what they do. Yeah. And still attracting. No, it's still, yeah, they're still kind of, I don't even know if they've reached their peak yet. I, I feel the same way. Either I, of them, honestly. Like, I think Kendrick's next album is going to be better than this off one. the charts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, just as far as rapping, I always think with Drake and Kendrick, I'm like, even on Travis's album on, on Meltdown, I was just like, I think, I feel like we've heard the best of Drake and he, he pulls out one of those or mm-hmm. what he did on um, Her Loss. I was just like, I, I thought we heard the worst of that and he's still, he's still pulling out really good performances, but it's like, with Wayne, there's definitely something to be said about how haphazard and again kamikaze the way he he comes at tracks. It's just yeah. like very much he just he gives it all to you. Pause and um, I, I, pleaser. I think <laughs> listen, okay, listen, Carter Four. You know what I'm saying Josh still not a fan. MC, did you come around on it a little bit? Uh, I gave it more credit than I had it uh, within my history of Wayne. Usually, I left C4 in the back of my mind outside of two or three songs. Not a bad full listen. I'll say that. There we go. See, that's all I wanted was some different perspective. And hey, we did our first throwbacks where we didn't all universally love this fucking album. So I just, now I'm just thinking about the, the rock remix of John. Like every time I've seen that song perform, it's like a nigga with a guitar on stage going crazy. I'm like, bro, this shit I do sucks. have a hot take. I would have liked How to Love More on Rebirth. How to Love on Rebirth would have been nice. He won't mm-hmm. high enough to do that then. He got, he, got, he got higher after Carter 4. Right. But thank you guys for listening to Throw Blacks. This was a really fun episode to do. Uh, I love you know saying these Wayne lines again in 2023 and seeing how people feel as though uh, this is one of the worst albums. Listen, it was it was over for him. And then Hell Yeah Fucking Right came out and people forgot yeah. all about it. Right back. So he was right back in, in people's uh, good graces. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next month with yet another episode of Throw Blacks. We hope you enjoyed the two episodes we did this month for this show we got to take a break though mm-hmm. have to catch weeks. up <laughs> give us a couple weeks we'll be we'll be back with another episode of throwbacks next month uh for for josh Pease and as well uh mc i am j5 thanks you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next month on throwbacks peace <laughs>